What's up, everybody? My name is Adam Badger, and welcome to Talkin' Fit. All right, what's up, guys? Thank you for listening in. Anytime you take the time to listen to me talk about stuff, it really genuinely means a lot, and uh, I never take it for granted. So anytime you listen to one of these episodes, if you have listened to it and you share it out there, or if you just, you know, message me and let me know you enjoyed it. I never take that for granted. So thank you so much if you are one of the people listening to this right now. Again, it really means a lot. And uh, if there's anything I can do to make this more valuable or bring you more value, let me know. Let me know some topics you'd like to hear about. Let me know, uh, you know, if you have any specific questions on your with your own goals, your own health, and I'm happy to help you out. So today we're going to talk about stress. I am not by any means claiming to be like an expert in hormones or stress management, but I am an adult who is married and owns a home and has a child and owns a business. So I've experienced my fair share of stress, as I'm sure you have if you're an adult. Now, I want to talk about how it affects health and also just how it affects, you know, body composition, because that's a lot of times that's what people are coming here for, right? They want to know how to improve the way they look, the way they feel, lose some weight, all that stuff. But it goes deeper than that. And there's a lot of like avenues we can go down with this. And I'm going to try and give you as much nuance as possible, but also as always give you some takeaways that you can actually apply to help you and help you get closer to your goals. So if you're an adult in the world, I'm sure you've realized by now that stress is an inevitable part of life. And some stress is actually good for you. So I think stress is something that we can't avoid. And you actually need stress in your life. So we can't, I think there's like this implication um, when people are kind of going down the rabbit hole of figuring out how to reduce stress. There's almost like this unspoken implication of like, oh, well, I need to remove stress from my life. And the truth is that if you were to remove stress from your life, you would probably get stressed out more often because you wouldn't have as high of a threshold for handling stress. So we do need stress in our life. uh, And there are actually some stressors that are positive and they cause positive adaptations. So, you know, we need some stress in some capacity to adapt to the world, to become more resilient, to learn, right? So like, Take working out, for example. Working out is a positive stress, right? When you work out, when you lift weights, when you go for a run, whatever it is, you are putting stress on the body in a controlled environment, and then your body adapts to be able to perform or go through that stress again. So that's how you build muscle. That's how you get stronger. That's how you get faster, is you impose controlled stress on the body, And then your body adapts in a positive way to then meet the needs of that stress again. And that's also why you need to progress your workouts over time so that your body continues to adapt in a positive way. I think that the gym or or just working out in general is a great place for mental adaptation too. Um, You have to think, you're learning form, you're doing a little bit of math trying to figure out the weight you're going to lift or you know the miles you're going to run or what your mile time is going to be like there's some mental aspect to it too you're learning how to push through discomfort you're learning about resilience you're learning about you know patience i think that the gym working out in general 
teaches you a lot of life lessons, like invaluable life lessons that uh, if people truly understood what they were getting out of it, people would probably, you know, pay college degree money to get the benefits that you get from from exercise, from working out. It's just they're not aware of it. They only look at it as like a calorie burn. But like we won't go into that rabbit hole. Um, but working out is a positive stress. Learning a new skill is a positive stress. Even like the functions of your body to some extent are stressors, but they are necessary just for survival. So basically when you think of stress, I want you to think of anything that requires like extra effort. So when you're metabolizing food, so when you eat food and you break it down, that is a stressor on the body. It requires effort. It requires energy. But it's obviously a positive stress. Like the net on that stress is positive because you're digesting food, which requires energy, but then you're pulling energy from that food, and that energy is going to allow you to pump blood, to breathe, to think, to go perform, to walk, right? You need calories. You need energy. Um, which is, again, a whole nother topic as like why you shouldn't be starving yourself or why nutrition choices are so important. But you need energy to perform all the things you need to perform throughout the day, including your bodily functions. So me your metabolism is a stressor on the body, but it's a positive stress because the outcome is a net positive, right? You're digesting food, that which requires energy, but then you're getting a benefit out of that stress. So same thing with working out. It's a net positive when you do it properly. You work out, it causes stress on the body, it requires effort, but then you come out stronger, you burn more body fat, you build more muscle, so it's a positive stress. So I, there are some like necessary stressors, right? Like things that we have to do throughout the throughout the day and when i say have to do i don't mean like obligations from uh like the outside world i'm talking about like actual like necessary stressors that require you to survive right like your metabolism your um just breathing like like bodily functions those are necessary stressors that have to happen for you to function as a human being to be able to live then there's like unnecessary stressors so that's pretty much everything above that threshold that whether we like to admit it or not or know it or not, that we actually have control over whether or not we do them, right? Like even technically like our job, we all have to work and we all have to earn a paycheck. But realistically, at a physiological level, at a survival level, right, um, we don't have to do that specific job. We can choose a different job. We don't have to do any job. We can choose not to work. But like realist, but our breathing, our metabolism, those are, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're like unconscious things they just happen you don't have to actually wake up and go i'm going to think about starting my metabolism today they just happen everything above that threshold is a, a choice to a certain extent it's unnecessary it doesn't need to happen uh from a physiological level so there's like temporary high stress scenarios examples are like a you know a breakup or you're moving or a big work project or the fucking water heater breaks like those are like temporary higher stress scenarios so they're out of the norm but they have a clear definitive like beginning and end oh my water heater broke now i gotta call the the guy who comes and fix water heaters then i gotta you know move around stuff to be home when he's here and then he's gonna give me a quote which is gonna make me you know, more stress and then i gotta pay for that but then once that is capped and it's fixed and you've paid for it you can process it and it goes through your body and it's over, right? So those are like, you know, like I said, car accidents, 
you know, big work projects, something like that. There's like a clear definitive, this happened, oh shit. You process the stress and then you move on to the next thing. Now, there's also chronic stress. So chronic stress is like that just constant state of stress that a lot of people unfortunately live in, right? It's just that chronic, just constant. Um, this could be like if you're in a very toxic relationship or you have really bad daily habits that are causing stress on the body. So um, someone who is overeating calories or under eating protein, right? That's a stress on the body. So when you think about nutrition, you have to think about it from uh, more than just, oh, I want to lose weight, right? Or I, I should probably eat healthier. Like when you're eating like shit every day, it is a stress on the body. It's a chronic stress. It's harder for your body to digest that food. Your body's not getting the nutrients that it needs. So everything you do throughout the day is more difficult. So if you're always wondering like why maybe you're having trouble concentrating or things are stressing you out more or it's just you have no energy, right? When you're not eating properly, everything else is harder. So it causes more stress. Um, this basically causes your body to like kind of live in a like a perpetual fight or flight state and we'll get into what that means but the point i'm making right now is that whether it's a car accident like something big like that or it's the daily stress of your work life your body physiologically responds the same way so your body dumps cortisol your body dumps those hormones that are not good for us, right? Whether it's a huge stressor or just a normal daily stress, okay? Your body goes into like what's called fight, flight, or freeze. And it goes into a fight, flight, or freeze state. And I'm sure you've heard of fight or flight before, but I think it's people just kind of say that now, like, oh, I'm in fight or flight. But basically it means is like you're physiologically, like you're hormonally responding to stress and it's causing you to either go into fight mode, which essentially means that's when you get like super angry or amped up or like you just get this rush of energy, right? So like some people in a, in a high stress situation, right? Their body responds by they just, they just get this adrenaline dump and they're ready to go, right? They're ready to like, you hear a noise in your house uh, and you've got kids and you hear like a big noise in the house. You jump up out of bed and you're like, okay, who's where? And you're trying to see if everyone's okay and you're ready and you grab a baseball bat because you're ready to like smash someone's head in, right? That's like a fight response. Flight response is like when you run away from the problem, right? So big, um, you know, big noise in the house. And if you respond with flight, right, you'll get that same adrenaline dump, but then you'll just like flee. You just like run away from the house. You won't even look to see what's going on. You just run away. Okay, and this, this, those are like extreme examples, but like you can react that way on, to small things. So let's say you go into work and you've got a boss who's just like really shitty to you, and whenever you see them, it just it puts you, it makes you stressed. It just you can physically feel yourself getting stressed, right? You may respond by, you know, giving them like a very short answers, like a like short slightly like uh co slightly confrontational answers or you might just be like you might say to your coworker like oh my god i'm just gonna fucking kill that guy today whatever like it still puts you in that fight scenario just on a much lower scale it might put you in flight meaning you see him walking down 
the hall and you just go, oh, and you just cut, you cut the corner and you go around the other way because you're just like, I, I, I want to avoid that person. I don't want, your body physiologically is responding the same way hormonally, but you, your actions are different. Then there's freeze. And this one doesn't get talked about enough. This is when you are like a deer in the headlights, right? Like there's something really crazy about to happen and you just, you feel like you can't move. And I think this one doesn't get talked about enough because I feel like this one is very um, way more common than people think because I've experienced this before and I've talked to people who've experienced this before where you get so stressed out that you just almost feel like you, you can't do anything. So it's like when you have some big impending stress and you're not running from it but you're also not getting amped up to take it on. You just feel like paralyzed is probably the best word for it. Mentally, physically paralyzed. And again, this is just your body's response to stress. So it's fight, flight, or freeze. And I'm sure for most people, you've probably experienced each one of these. Because it's not like you're just dealt a card and you just respond the same way to every type of stress. And this is very individual. So for some people, they might they might be people who like maybe in like a relationship, if they get into a big fight with their you know, partner or spouse, right? They might be the person who goes into fight mode, who they're just ready to like argue, and they're like you know they can go toe to toe, you know, and debate or argue. Then there's other people who, in that same scenario, they might be flight. They might feel like. They, they, they an argument starts and they just like leave the house. They're just like, oh, I'm getting out of here. They won't finish the conversation. They won't like continue the argument because they just want to get out of that stressful environment. Then there's people who freeze, who maybe like you get into a big fight with some, like a big argument with someone, and like literally like you can't even get words out. You're just like frozen and you feel like you can't like, you know, really function throughout the day. You're just like frozen. Again, that's an extreme example, but this can happen on a much lower level on a day to day basis as a reaction to your daily chronic stress. So I want you to picture that. Stress is a part of life, but it shouldn't be what your entire life is based around. So if you wake up in the morning and literally everything you think about is something that brings you stress, you are living in a perpetual fight, flight, or freeze mode. You're getting the hormone dump into your body of all those chemicals and hormones that we don't want floating around constantly. You're getting that daily. So if you wake up in the morning to you know, let's say for most people, like, again, there's some things that we kind of work into our lives and we can't really avoid, but like waking up to an alarm, it's like immediately, like it puts you into like a little bit of that fight, flight or freeze. So you're immediately like getting, you're waking up with stress because you're just, you hear that alarm, it's waking you up out of a sleep. And even though you're used to it, it just kind of puts you in that like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get up. Right. But for a lot of people, you know, that just continues throughout the day. Cause then we'll talk about some basic stuff, like nothing even extreme here, but like then you wake up and you skip breakfast and you just have coffee, right? So you're waking up and you're already in a stress state and then you're dumping caffeine uh, into your body before you've had any water, before you've had any food, you're just dumping caffeine into your body. So that's like, that's basically just like putting fuel on the fire. It's putting gas on the fire. You're in a stress state and you're dumping caffeine into your body. So you're getting either amped up more or you're getting more, you know, into those that stressed state and your body's going to react accordingly based on like what your specific you know um, makeup is but then you know you're skipping breakfast you're, you're not drinking water you're not like you know f 
planning for the day. It's just like then you just go to work and you don't know what you're gonna eat for lunch. You haven't eaten in a while. You're 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 all caffeinated up. You're probably dehydrated. You probably didn't get great sleep. You're it's fucking eight o'clock in the morning and you're already your stress level is like in the orange. If red is like the worst, you're already in like the yellow and orange, right? You're like like you're creeping up there, and then you know something gets dumped on your desk that you didn't expect and then you're more stressed out and then you have a you know a customer complaint and that stresses you out more and then you get a text from your daughter or your son and and like they're complaining about something or you find out they have a thing tonight that you forgot about and they got to rearrange your schedule and it's just like that's a pretty normal day in most people people's lives and out of 365 days a year that's how they're living 300 and 47 of them, right? It's in this constant stress state. So your body's going to have the same hormonal response, right? And when your body responds to stress, guess what it does? It temporarily temporarily stops prioritizing the non-essential bodily processes. So your essential bodily processes are like your heart, your heart pumping blood to your extremities, your you know, your ability to think, your ability to breathe, right? Those are like your necessary bodily functions non-essential ones are like credit like your bit your ability your ability to critically think your ability to burn fat your ability to build muscle it kind of puts a pause on all those when you're in stress right but it also makes all the necessary ones harder to do so i want you to think about it do you feel like it's easier for your heart to pump blood if you are calm and relaxed or do you feel like it's easier for your your body to pump blood when you're in a high stress situation high stress situation is much harder so if you're living in chronic stress all day long everything that your body has to do the essential stuff is incrementally harder so it's gonna make the non-essential stuff almost impossible right and that's not even getting into the fact that humans have emotions and habits so then we also delve into our bad habits even more right when you're stressed out you're more likely to say yes to the comfort food to say yes to alcohol to to skip that workout right to stay up and and just scroll on instagram because you just don't want to think about anything right the big thing here is that how you perceive stress can guide how long it lasts and how your body responds so everyone responds to different stressors you know differently based on their own traumas their own emotions their own experiences but you ever meet someone and they're like super stressed out about something and they tell you and you're like that doesn't sound like that big of a deal that wouldn't stress me out right they're they're perceiving that stress as like physiologically as like a life or death situation even though it's not so let's say you're driving on the highway and you get cut off and you go oh man that guy's annoying right and you just keep driving there's some people who like they just go into like road rage and they're like you know get into the red with anger because someone cut them off they're perceiving that stress in a much different way than you're perceiving it, even though it's the same exact thing, right? So how you perceive stress is very important. This, again, is another reason why working out reduces stress because when you're working out properly and regularly, you're exposing your body to controlled stress over and over and over again and then 
through nutrition and recovery, you're proving to your body that you can recover from stress and it's not that big of a deal. This is why, believe it or not, like a lot of people, who, and, and when I say in shape, I don't just mean people who are like jacked because those there are some people who are jacked and don't have good stress coping mechanisms. I'm talking about people who are in good shape. They're, they're healthy. They have a healthy body, healthy mind. They are people who don't get as stressed out about things as you know someone else might because they've exposed themselves to controlled positive stress over and over and over again there's no it's not a coincidence it's not a coincidence that people who are in better health don't get as stressed out as often it's also not a coincidence that people who get stressed out a ton also tend to have poor health you have high blood pressure high cholesterol like things like that like those are all due to stress your high cholesterol is not because you eat too many egg yolks your high cholesterol is because your body is under so much stress chronically that your liver doesn't function properly, so it can't convert cholesterol. So you, there's just cholesterol left over in your blood, and it's high. So not eating egg yolks isn't going to fix the problem. You have to deal with stress. High blood pressure, it's not just because you need to lose 20 pounds. It's because you're chronically stressed out, and one of the things that's causing stress is probably that you need to lose weight. But other than that, like you could lose the weight and still have high blood pressure. I have, a, I have clients who are, you know, very thin and have high blood pressure because they came to me and they were just people who were high stress and we had to reduce their stress and get them to handle stress better. So I want you to, the analogy that I always like to, to use is our, first off, like the reason why our perception of stress is so important is because we are we have like the gift and the curse of our mind humans have the gift and the curse of emotion and you know critical thinking and stuff like that so i want you to think about a deer in the wild right if a deer or an antelope whatever is eating grass and then it gets chased by a a lion when that deer sees the lion it goes into fight or flight it gets this adrenaline dump it starts running like it life's, its life depends on it because it does. Let's say the antelope gets away from the lion. Within like two minutes, the antelope just goes back to eating grass and living its life. Isn't that weird? It just almost died. It doesn't sit there stressed out, losing sleep, going, oh my God, when's that lion coming back? What did I do wrong? I suck. How could I be better at this? I need to research how to avoid lions. I have to research how to be a better antelope so that I don't get in myself into the situation again. Why do I keep getting into myself into situations where lions keep chasing me? What's wrong with me? I don't understand how this is happening, right? That doesn't, that doesn't happen. Because it only takes like 90 seconds for your body to process and remove all those hormones that just got dumped. Your body responds the same way. When hormones get dumped into your body from a, a stressful situation, it only takes like 90 seconds to process them. The issue is with humans, we are thinking about that stress from way more than 90 seconds. So our perception of the stress is what's causing all the negative side effects. Because again, a deer almost getting killed by a lion doesn't ruin the deer's day unless it gets caught, right? If the deer gets away, 
its day is not ruined. It will continue to eat grass. It will continue to drink water. It doesn't sit there and question its entire life over that sh- big, big stress, which for humans, if you get chased by a lion, you'd be like, what the hell is going on, right? Like, what the fuck is happening? Where am I? How is there a lion out here, right? That That's how humans work. So we overthink things. We, we And, and it's, it's, a, it's a necessary survival mechanism. We have to learn how to manage that thought process because when your boss is you know a douche to you that day at work we will think about that for a week when we really could have processed that um, that emotion and those hormones in 90 seconds and gotten rid of it we live in this go 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 society that just keeps inviting more stress this is why we put our health on the back burner because the chronic stress that we are under, right? The chronic stress puts your body and mind in a survival mode that is constantly seeking safety and comfort. So you don't have the bandwidth or energy to focus on improvement. You just are focused on survival. Even as we're doing this right now, even as you're listening to this podcast, there's likely a part of you that is thinking about work, thinking about kids, thinking about responsibilities, right? This is an expert, like this podcast, what I'm telling you right now, I'm explaining to you how you can improve or possibly save your life. But this still will not be given top priority because you are mentally and physically programmed to just survive the day. Think about it. If you were getting chased by a lion, you wouldn't be worrying about calories. You wouldn't be worrying about blood pressure. You wouldn't be worrying about carbs. You also wouldn't be worrying, how can I still be healthy at 80? You wouldn't be worrying, how can I manage stress? How can I you know, improve my strength and improve my blood markers? You would just be focused on surviving if you were getting chased by a lion. But hormonally, physiologically, you are living every day like you are getting chased by a lion. But you've been doing it for so long that you've kicked over to the other side where you don't have a ton of energy, where you don't have a lot of bandwidth, where you don't have a lot of motivation to do anything above the basic responsibilities of our day-to-day life. So the thought of focusing on your health, your nutrition, your training, your your ability to still uh, thrive at age 60, at age 70, at age 80, your ability to improve your health so that you can add 10 years to your life, so you can get off blood pressure meds, so you can lose that 30 pounds, so you can have better communication skills, so you can get that promotion at work. Like All the benefits of investing in your health are not given top priority because you're not thinking about 10 years from now because you're so stressed out day to day that you're just focused on survival. So you're focused on finding, you're literally physiologically programmed yourself to just seek comfort and safety. It's why you, you, you eat the cookie that is in the break room every day. It's why you skip the workout. It's why the idea of going to work out when you could go home and sit down and have a glass of wine sounds awful. It's not because you're lazy. It's not because you're unmotivated. It's because you have programmed yourself to seek safety and comfort because that glass of wine or that cookie or that you know blowing off the workout makes you feel safe and comfortable because you've dealt with enough stress that day. And the idea and you you mentally you don't have the bandwidth to focus on what you can do to improve your life because you're just focused on survival. And we can fix that. So if you want to say yes to health, 
and longevity, you have to start saying no to other things. You can't just add it to your list. If your health becomes another chore on your eternal to-do list, right, you will continue to fall into old stress reactive habits, meaning like you just fall into habits that you do as a reaction to stretch, uh, to stress. I wanted you to think of like your bandwidth, the things you can focus on, your energy. Think of it like a phone battery. And this is an analogy I, I recently, I stole from a psychologist, but it made a lot of sense. So I'm going to uh, paraphrase it for you guys. But the things that you need to focus on each day, your bandwidth, right? Think of them like apps on your phone that use up your battery. So every day you're ideally waking up with 100% battery. You, you ideally slept and recharged. But for most people, we don't get great sleep, right? We're going to bed stressed out, uh, undernourished, and you know our mind is racing. We're waking up in the middle of the night or we're only getting a few hours of sleep. So you're waking up with already a battery that's not 100% charged. And then everything you do in life is either something that everything you do drains the battery a little bit, but there are things that are a net charge or a net drain by a certain percentage, right? So there are things you do that require a lot of energy and they drain your battery. There are some things that you do that require energy, but they actually give you a charge. They actually increase your energy. By So you give a little energy to some things. Those are charges that increase your energy over, you know, in the moment or long term. There are other things that give, you give energy to that just drain. They're just takers. So when we're young and we're kids, your body is like a new battery, a new phone with a full battery and no apps, right? It's a ton of energy, but not much to drain your mental bandwidth. There's not a lot of apps open on your phone when you're a kid. You don't have all these things to focus on. But as we get older, we start to download all these other apps, right? There's the job app, the relationship app, the finances app, the bills app, the errands, the chores, the traumas, the goals, the house car, uh, the house, the car, right? Your health, and then your health just becomes another app on your phone. But since you take it for granted, your, your, your health is like, I'm trying to think of a, this, is, this would have been a really good analogy if I had uh, uh, thought about it in advance, but you're... Your app is like your your um your health is kind of like the uh like the settings app or like the content the contacts or the clock app on your phone. It's something that you assume just comes with the phone. You don't pay special attention to it. You don't feel like you have to like pay for that app or or you shouldn't have to invest in that. It's just something that comes with the phone, right? Your health becomes taken for granted because you woke up today, you assume, well, all right, well, that's enough health for me. I don't really need to focus on that. I just got to get, because again, you're just in survival mode. You just got to get through the day. You're not focused on health. However, your health is like one of the only things that is a charge and not a drain. That means the energy that you invest into your health, you get more energy back than you invested. So let's say you need to, let's say working out requires 10% of your battery. Or let's say you need at least 20% battery to get through a workout. Let's go with that one, right? So you need at least 20% battery to get through a workout. But by the end of that workout, you will have 30% battery, right? So you start the workout at 20, you need at least 20 to get to the gym and start your workout. But by the time you're done with the workout, you will now have 10% more battery than what you started with. So it's a net charge. It adds value, it adds energy to your life. The issue is that because you're in high stress mode all day, 
You don't have 20% battery left by the end of the day to give to your health. You don't have 20% battery in the morning when you wake up to give to your health, to, to plan out your food or to go to the gym. So you never get that full charge from that health investment. And you can start categorizing any activity or person in your life as a charge or a drain. And you need to start moderating how many drains you're giving energy to and make room for more charges. This means you have to say no to things sometimes, okay? We don't need to say yes to everything. People will say yes to a hundred different things before they say yes to investing in their health. Think about it. And I'm not even talking about just money investment. I'm talking about time investment, energy investment. You will say yes or feel obligated to say yes to a hundred other things before you say yes to a workout. I guarantee you right now, right? If I was to ask anyone listening to this, hey, do you want to join me at 6 a.m. tomorrow for a workout? If let's just throw a random number. Let's say there was a hundred people listening to this. Close to zero would say yes to that. Now, granted, you're listening to this podcast. There's probably a chance that you're into working out. Maybe you are you know, outside that, that scope. Let's, let's pretend, let's think of you. Let's, you personally think of a hundred people from, or not a hundred, think of 10 people in your family, in your family tree. If you ask them to come join you for a 6am workout tomorrow, how many of them would say yes? Maybe none, right? 10 people in your family, right? So think like your mom, your dad, your aunts, your uncles, your cousins, like how many of them are, are actively prioritizing this stuff? And would say yes if you asked them to make time for a workout tomorrow. Or say would say yes if you gave them uh, you know, a layout of a good nutrition plan for the next day. They would say yes and continue to do that over and over. Probably no. But all of them are probably saying yes to a ton of things that are not giving them the return that would be given to them if they had just focused on their health or if they had focused on their, their nutrition for the day. right? So you have to start saying no to things sometimes. We don't need to say yes to every single thing that gets thrown our way. You don't need to say yes to every invite. You don't need to say yes to every night out. You don't need to say yes to every house project, to every happy hour. You honestly don't even need to say yes to every you know obligation that you think is an obligation, right? Like it, you don't have to be the mom that carpools all the kids every single day. You don't have to be the dad that coaches every single sports team that your kids are on. And now I'm not saying that those are bad things. But you have to start prioritizing your health to be able to do those things for longer, right? If you have kids and you are, you know, they're going to require a lot of your energy and they should. And that's what we're here for. But you need to you need to charge up your battery once in a while if you want to continue to be the present parent, the present employee, the present spouse that you want to be. You have to get some charges in there. If all you're doing is draining your battery, you have nothing left to give. And the biggest charge you can make the biggest return on the energy investment that you can have is from focusing on your health. So imagine if everyone in your family was 20% more, 20% healthier, 20% happier, 20% more focused, 20% less stressed, right? How, how much better across the board would everyone's life be, including yours? Everyone was just even just 20% happier, healthier, more focused, less stressed. And that's possible through the habits that we're talking about. So when you're stressed, your body can't prioritize fat loss or muscle building, converting cholesterol, managing blood pressure, good sleep, metabolism, converting food to energy. This leads to loss of appetite, followed by poor food choices, followed by no energy to work out. And this leads to high blood pressure, to high cholesterol, to thyroid issues, to gaining body fat. So if you want any health improvements, we need to first manage stress. 
So managing stress, we can start by prioritizing our sleep, you know, shutting down the phone at a, at a normal hour, you know, maybe when the sun goes down, no more phone. We're going to start relaxing. You know, we're going to prioritize getting to bed at a normal time. We're going to prioritize getting some deep sleep. We're going to prioritize getting more balanced meals throughout the day. We're going to prioritize more nutrient-dense foods in our diet. We're going to prioritize getting proper structured exercise, not just going to the gym when we're motivated or overdoing it where we're working out 10 times a week and doing all this cardio for no reason, right? We're going to prioritize getting outside, getting some sunlight. Prioritize doing some breath work. So here's a quick one for you. Remember I told you that it takes about 90 seconds for your body to process the stress hormones? This is what I learned from my mindset coach is if you are in a stressful situation, if you just really focus on like remove yourself from the situation, right? Or take a minute, breathe in through your nose, hold, and then out through your mouth. So if you repeat that, so let's say in four seconds through your nose, out four seconds through your mouth, and you repeat that for 90 seconds, it tells your body that you're safe and you process those stress hormones. Because think about it, in a stressful situation, what happens, it's hard to breathe. <laughs> you know, if, if you're running from a lion, right? If you can control your breathing, you can control your stress. This is why things like meditation work. This is why things, this is why like you'll see, um, you, know, uh, you know, martial artists or UFC fighters are calm when someone's trying to punch them in the face because they've learned how to handle that stress and how to manage their mind, right? So breathing in through your nose, out through your mouth for 90 seconds in a stressful situation will actually put you in a relaxed state and get you out of that stressed state. And lastly, saying no to battery drains when you can. There are certain battery drains that we kind of have to you know, come to terms with, right? We have to have a job. If we're parents, we got to be there for our kids. If we're in a relationship, we got to manage someone else's emotions and someone else's needs as well. But... We don't need to say yes to everything. We don't need to overextend ourselves. We don't need to overcommit. We don't have to like go to every invite we get invited to, especially when it's around people who don't bring you energy or bring you anything positive. You know how many people I talk to who are like at the end of a weekend, they've gone completely off track and then you talk to them and it's because they were the whole weekend, they were just hanging out with people who didn't, they didn't really even enjoy hanging out with. They just felt obligated to. It's like, oh, my brother-in-law, told me I had, you know, told us we had to go to this thing. So then I went or I got invited to this happy hour and I just I couldn't say no because they were just pestering me. And I, so then I drank, you know, six IPAs and I felt like crap the next day. Like we don't need to say yes to everything. Even when it comes to our job, right? I know like we want to get a promotion and we want to excel in our career, but at what cost, you know, is it worth maybe it taking an extra year to get that promotion? But we kept our mental health along the way as opposed to fighting for it now. Is it okay if, you know, we don't say yes to every single, you know, extra assignment that's that's thrown at our desk? Maybe maybe you'll earn more respect from people you work with by going, listen, I got a lot on my plate right now. This is something I can't prioritize. Maybe we should hand it off to this person who I know can maybe do a better job on it right now. You may think that that makes you look, you know, dumb, but actually it makes you look probably like really smart and earn respect. Someone says, "Oh yeah, come on, you got to come to this happy hour. Come on, come on, come on. Don't be lame." You're going to earn their respect by going, 
hey, you know what? This is not really something I can prioritize right now. I, I need to get home and get a good night's sleep. And guess what? You don't even need to care about earning their respect. You just need to care about your own mental health first. So I hope this helped you understand stress a little better and how it actually affects your body. If it was helpful, go ahead and share it out there. If you have any questions, let me know, uh, and I'll talk to you soon.